0: Previously on Something Who. Welcome to the podcast where we take something old, a Doctor Who story from the original series, compare it with something new, one from the new series, and add something borrowed to make Something Who. Hello, I'm Richard and we're back with Something Who podcast, where this time we're looking at two stories in big houses with spooky goings-on. We'll look at fourth Doctor story, Image of the Vandal, from season 15, and after that we'll examine 11th Doctor outing, Hyde, from series 7. And here with me to decide whether these stories bring to mind Bob Holmes or Broken Holmes, we have a great lineup, starting with our resident storyteller and literary critic, Paul.
1: <laughs> Good evening, faithful listeners.
0: Splendid. Also joining us is science and astronomy writer Giles. Evening. Very good. And joining us for the first time is Rick, who posts on social media as Brick Pandorica and produces fantastic Lego models of Doctor Who scenes and has been a long time supporter of the podcast. So, hello, hey. and good evening. Good evening, everybody. It is fantastic to be with you tonight. Looking forward <laughs> to it all. Excellent. At this, what, what? I've, uh, it's. I've started just to go. This, this box is actually full of um target books. You didn't know, no, Terror of the Autons.
1: Oh, yeah, I had that one,
0: Clause of Axe. Eh? I say,
1: golly. Oh, I didn't have that one. Uh, You've got a mixture of old and new,
0: yeah. Well, th- this, this one is an ex library one, I, th- I think that is withdrawn. From Leeds Grammar School Library, yeah. Well, by I mean, you, I, I mean yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, withdrawn <laughs> uh, under your jumper. Whereas this, whereas this one
0: history. is fifty uh, p. So I definitely bought that in the seventies.
1: Oh, they were. I was yeah. That's before my time. The fifty p. Published days.
0: in nineteen seventy-seven by Windham Publications Limited. So it says, <laughs> uh, and it, it's, it's it's in it's in the days when they they were. Uh, still, sort of t- telling you all the oh, yeah. books it already
1: published. So, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. not does really it helping. say the changing face of Doctor Who? Uh,
0: yes, then. it does. The Good. cover illustration portrays the Third Doctor Who. So there we go. Yeah, <laughs> this the the new version of Terran. Oh, somebody, some somebody uh, in Leeds Grammar School has been uh, ticking off the Doctor Who books that they've got. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, they've definitely got the Tenth Planet. Oh, and they've also got The Deadly Assassin, which, which which wasn't in the list, but they've added it to there, just to um, just to be clear. Yeah. Oh, well, that's, that's a nice find. I shall have to rummage through that and see what else I've got. I've got C-Castra Valva by Christopher H. Bidmead as well, by the way. Well done.
1: Yeah. Has anyone got the three new ones yet? I w- wish I'd been free last Saturday. I could have gone to Forbidden Planet and got them all signed. Oh, were they? But I, no. was, I was not free.
2: No, I, I did buy Warriors Gate and Beyond. Oh yeah, uh, last year, but um,
0: I've not indulged in any other new targets. I bought Twice Upon a Time because um, we were going to do a, a feature on it from the Grumpcast many years ago, and then. Oh my god! Tim got, had, had had different idea, and we never did. But so I so I read that, <laughs> that um, it was Paul by Paul Cornell, I think. It was quite. It was it actually made me feel quite positive about Twice Upon a Time. Although having said that, we then did Twice Upon a Time for something here, and I felt quite positive about it then as well. So I don't know. Maybe it was just the first time round. I got fed up.
1: <sighs> I saw I saw a reference just the other day to some plot point, content, contentious plot point that Paul Cornell has improved in the book, mm. but then they're famous for that aren't yeah. they also all anyone's talked about recently is how James Goss has fixed the ending of The Giggle to make it slightly better
0: what less peremptory?
1: go go back to twice upon a time I
2: got uh, tickets for the premiere for that at the Bradford Odeon
3: mm-hmm.
2: and it was obviously run up to Christmas a few days before Christmas and the Bradford Odeon hadn't been used at that point for 20 years it was basically a <laughs> Derelict building site. Right. So we rock up, all wrapped up, past the TARDIS with a photo opportunity. Hand our phones in, and then it's just people with hard hats saying you literally just have to walk in this couple of oh, feet of, okay. of of corridor to go through. There are still signs with 1980 price lists on the <laughs> walls, totally atmospheric.
3: Yeah. And we
2: got into this room, sort of school chair type type seats, and as you do when you get to our age, needed the loo. And they said, it's in the car park through that door. So I literally went through the door, Portaloo car park. It was freezing. Everyone had their coats on. And that opening scene, the Tenth Planet recreation, (laughs) it was just perfect. It was like 5D (laughs) cinema. Everything was right. Temperature, wind chill, brilliant. Uh, (laughs) So it was quite the experience.
0: So you're drinking your uh, Kia Aura and your... packet of Smarties or something as well. I
2: think if there was still Kia Aura there, you wouldn't drink it for love no money. <laughs> um, but what I don't know how long ago do you think that was? Six years ago. The yeah. the mm. venue still hasn't finished being renovated. It opens November this year, finally, yeah. for yeah. as a as a music venue. But it was, it was wonderfully atmospheric at the time.
0: Great. Okay, I think we we might as well get on with this one. So if we move on and talk about Hide by Neil Cross, and directed by Jamie Payne. So, okay, my brief intro. I won't go in, go in great detail here, but uh, we're back on safe territory here. I haven't haven't watched it since original transmission. I think the first time I watched it, I wasn't all that enthusiastic about it, and I'm not quite sure why. On this viewing, however, having said that, I think I understood it the first time round, and this time. I didn't understand it and then I, and then i and then i did so so yeah well we'll maybe come to why that was but um
1: how how can you go backwards and you no, never mind you, you explain I'm, that I'm, I'm getting
0: older paul i suppose it's oh, okay the only <laughs> you can come up with it's
1: dead. i mean i suppose i can't really criticize because i did watch it the first time and i could hardly remember a thing about it i think it might be I don't know I say that I say variations on that theme occasionally when we're talking about new series stories, but really this might be the the pinnacle. I couldn't even. Yeah, there's not really a point if I if I start off and it seems unfamiliar. There's a point where it all clicks mm. and I think, ah, oh, this is the one where, mm. and then for the rest of the episode it's plain so. No, nope, ne- that moment never arrived. I might as well have never seen it before. Wow, shocking! And in fact, the one thing I was waiting for. Didn't turn up, which must mean that was a different story, and I have no idea which one that was. So So, so I, I think I. You've you've you've,
0: you've gone from fan to being ordinary member of the public.
1: (laughs) (laughs) There isn't there is an era right around about series seven to nine where it all gets very hazy for me. I'm afraid. So, yeah, you shouldn't. That's why I don't. (laughs) Case one has noticed that I get a bit quieter in the second half of these podcasts. Mm. It's partly because I'm drunk by the second half that's not true and partly because I I have no idea what's going on by that point baffled old man
4: Giles? uh yeah I'm 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 in the same boat here I I could not remember what series I I had to go through and think oh okay right it's series uh, 7B I, I eventually found it but I could not remember what series it was in I couldn't remember whether it was Matt Smith or Peter Capaldi <laughs> um, I knew I knew it was Clara I basically, I, I remembered I knew, I thought, I know it's the one with Doug Ray Scott and Jessica Ray in the haunted house mm. but I couldn't remember the Doctor I knew it was Clara, but then that doesn't narrow it down all that much and I couldn't remember any of the plot Just and think, Giles, I was... more
0: Doctor Who <laughs> than ever before,
4: right? Yes, yeah <laughs> and possibly like Paul, I'm not sure whether the thing that you were waiting for was also pink to turn up pink awesome pink the astronaut from the far oh. future oh uh, the sort of astronaut version of Danny no, Pink
1: no 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 that's a, that's interesting because I do think
4: you, he turns up in by, by process of elimination he turns up in listen do you mean the under the bed one? the under the yes no
1: I was imagining one where something a face appears in the woodwork or did I dream that was that a fever dream I had Oh,
4: uh, knock knock no hmm?
1: knock knock yeah oh yeah, yeah. Is that anything like this? It's in a house, is Yeah, it? it's in a house, I'll give you
4: that. It's in a house.
1: <laughs> Nothing, Richard is looking... New Richard is looking at a set, as set as of disgusting. Doctor Who stories set <laughs> setting...
4: <laughs> it's a Venn diagram of oh. Doctor Who stories oh. in oh. houses. It's quite large. <laughs> uh.
1: I'm not saying it's all this has got going for it, but I, I did mention character options Doctor Who toys in the first half of this podcast, so I want to continue the theme. They didn't get much mileage out of Series 7 with their little plastic figurines but one of the few things they did release was a a Hyde play set oh, right. which was a hologram Clara and a cardboard haunted house as far as I can tell from, again looking at eBay I, I didn't buy it
4: oh that no, was when that they went to the smaller scale wasn't it they yeah, were,
1: they there was a yeah goodness knows what they were thinking hmm. thinking there uh, just a slight digression carry on
4: hmm. so Go
2: on. I I watched it live, and at this point, it was Seven B was the first point that all the family had caught up with new Doctor Who when we were watching right. it together, which was lovely. Seven B is a love it or loathe it era for me. Hyde was—I think is one of the better episodes in that in Ooh, that oh run. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: yeah
2: but I do and it's unusual for me most times I re-watch Doctor Who it goes up in my estimation this one I'm hoping a bit like we talked ourselves round to Imich Vandal being absolutely fantastic mm-hmm. I'm hoping to be talked around a bit on high right. because there are, there are one or two things that eat, eat away at me a bit about about uh, this episode there are many great things um, yeah. quite happily talked to that but as I say there's just something that doesn't
0: quite Flow for me with with Hyde. Well, let me start you off on a strong note then, because I because I think I think it starts off. You know, the the atmosphere you could cut with a knife for about the first I don't know is it ten, fifteen, twenty minutes. Mm. The 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 doctor turns up. There's there's kind of strange stuff going on in the house. You're not quite sure what Dougray Scott and and uh, Jessica Rayner up to. But yeah, I, I it feels like it's going in one direction and, and it's all going to be a very claustrophobic drama set in a in a haunted house and and it and it feels great. And then, I guess a bit like image, it kind of takes a bit of a left turn about halfway through. and I, and I don't I'm not gonna you know go into that just at this point, but certainly you know, for me that that initial bit, I'm thinking, oh yeah. I'm up for this, and I think probably more so than than when I saw it the first time. Okay, that killed every any conversation. <laughs> <I've> ever <been.
2: laughs> well, well, I'll start. I'll start off with things I really like. Be positive. <laughs> Do Scott and Jessica Rain are stunning in this? Mm. I could watch them endlessly. Mm. And however convoluted certain situations they're in, and certain piece of dialogue they're being asked to deliver they're compelling and I believe in their characters from start to finish you know there are many times you can't say that's about Doctor Who but okay. these two are uh, really bought into them I really like the initial setup it as much as image Vandal great opening shot of the skull they go straight into Scooby-Doo opening with mm. the flashing mm. lightning on the, yep. the house outside it sets an, again that expectation that you're in for a good ride with yeah. the story mm. I like the fact that it was set in the 70s. I think it, it provides a real kind of basic feel to that investigation. You believe, because you mm. can see all these devices yeah. and in the room, that actually Alec Parman knows what he's on about. Mm. And as a pair, they've got a decent chance of getting to the bottom of whatever this ghost is.
3: Mm.
2: And, and, I, and I really like that about, mm-hmm. you know, these aren't helpless characters. At the start of this episode, they're characters we can work with through the story. So I really, really like that element, and mm. I love the jump scare elements yeah. that go through it. And they're not necessarily moving the plot forward, but they're lovely when they happen. The Clara having a handheld, but it's not the Doctor's, mm. and the use of that monster in the house only in real tiny glimpses. Yeah. really works for me. So those, are for me, uh, highlight elements of that,
0: that episode to start
2: us off. Yeah.
0: So that's the bit that I got lost on this time, is that I didn't twig that the monster in the house is different from the ghost in the house. Now, eventually, mm. of course, I did. Eventually, I thought, oh, okay, so the monster that's in the uh, parallel pocket universe is, diff- is is looking for the monster that's in the house, and we saw the monster early on. But initially, I'm thinking, where's the other monster? Where, where's where, where it going to? But I think I must have understood that ah. first time round because it because <laughs> I I got it. So yeah, maybe I was well, just even I was just making too many notes maybe this time and I wasn't looking. Even at the I screen. even I got okay. This time. I'm just dim <laughs> and I was quite I was
1: quite jaded <laughs> on the whole thing. Yeah, okay. Sometimes with, sometimes with these new series episodes, I I get. It's all the first few minutes that set me off in a good mood or a bad mood. <laughs> you know, how many times have I come here and said, good grief, this was just a, a filler or a mid-11th Doctor episode, as the kids say nowadays. It was so mid. <laughs> uh, that's what I thought at the time, but, he- but here we are. It's amazing. I didn't know when I was well off. Hmm. What great stuff we were served up week after week. Isn't Matt Smith wonderful? Other times I don't think that. I don't. I just don't. I have no idea. I just found the eleventh Doctor quite annoying here from the, in, at the yeah. beginning, mm. and it's such a fine line. He's written essentially. These are all professional writers writing the same character. Uh, it's such a fine line between when it's done well and when it's done badly. First thing I thought was, I wonder if Neil Cross was one of those writers who didn't get rewritten by Moffat because he's a showrunner mm. that used to be the rule. Right. So because he's Neil Luther Cross, mm. perhaps you know his script was unchanged, and so his eleventh Doctor is. An annoying one as opposed to the one you get most weeks when when Moffat's given his his careful hand so you know that sort of set me off down the wrong track I was a bit grumpy about it from that point onwards and you know, uh, and um early Clara was always a bit of a
4: well this was um this was like, Jenna's first first performance yeah. as Pheasant day Clara this is the first thing she filmed as I mean Mille, she always Clara. gives her all obviously hmm. but
2: I'm I'm interested in what you say, though, Paul, about the 11th Doctor being annoying. Because the character has a a degree of social awkwardness being part of his his thing. But this crosses the line for me, almost from the start. So he reveals Palmer's military past, which I thought was pretty crass. And that's almost the first thing he does in the episode. Yeah. He messes with the toggle on the equipment, which just... I thought was unnecessary you know it was a bit disrespectful for yeah. a setup that looked like it knew it, what, what it was doing it obviously reveals the the ancestry of of Hiller later on in the story and kind of yeah. forces together
4: and um, yeah. Palmer
2: and Grayling as a couple and that, that didn't sit well with me he comes here not for the ghost which he thinks mm. will just be a bit of fun but he comes mm. here essentially just as a, a, a use of uh, Grayling's empathic psychic powers. And he has that scene where Emma Grayling says, Is this gonna hurt? The whole gizmo. Mm. And he goes, No. Well, it it might do. Actually it might hurt a lot, and I'm interested to find out how much it hurts. And Mm. I, I felt myself thinking, well, this this doc this is the doctor. You know, I've followed him for decades, him and her. I've followed them decades. And I always they're there for me to root for. And just in that episode, somehow mm. that
0: kind of crossed the line for me, and it, it it frustrated me. And we've got a pretty good idea because the last time we we got it out, Professor Clegg, you know, bit the the, the dust quite early
1: on. So it, <laughs> it, 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 there's certainly not a high margin of safety mm, around it. Um, mm. That wasn't the same one. That was from Metabulous Three, and this one was from Metabolus. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> completely different blue
3: crystal, <laughs> different different shape as well. Mm. But but yeah. fundamentally,
2: fundamentally, Palmer says when he thought the doctor was from the ministry, I don't want this from, stolen from under me.
3: Right, hmm. and
2: that is exactly what the eleventh doctor does. He yeah. takes totally takes over and solves the mystery that Palmer has invested. Hmm. The next stage of his life to solve, he 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 solves that for, for him. And again, I thought that was unfair, and it comes. Paul, I think to what you were saying earlier about Image of the Fendal, where the Doctor is almost written out of Image of Fendal. He, he's quite a background character. He only really comes in towards the end when it was entirely necessary. There's almost the flip of that in, yeah. in this episode. <laughs> There's too much Doctor, and he, he controls the solution almost from the start. Mm.
4: Yeah. yeah. I
0: like that. Go on.
2: Mm.
4: As, an observa- know, As an observation, be- you mean?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's not as it, a, it, 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 <laughs> no, 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 not, not, as a trait. Mm. But yes, that's mm. that, that's very true. He also does. Does he leave hello or Hyla? I, I, I can not mm. quite, quite remember how it's pronounced. Does does, yeah. does 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 he leave her with them as a gooseberry, or does he take her off in the TARDIS? So it's not. It's a
4: bit well, unclear, I mean, isn't she, it? The implication is he's going to take her off somewhere else, but but it can't be. Oh, is it? oh all right. But <laughs> it, I thought so, but he, I think they.
0: I mean, it would be all of a piece if you, left, a if you you time left her. If you left her as a gooseberry, as a sort of awkward, not quite daughter, <laughs> but um, yeah. yeah, so they could talk about their, um, you know, the heritage um, in a haunted house. Mm.
4: Emma hugs Hilda goodbye. Where will you go? Hilda says, "He can't take me. I can't home. go back. He can't He's take me back. home." History yeah. says I went missing. And then they say, well, we can't...
1: Maybe he could, he could take her and drop her off on that planet with the Gravis. Yes! yes.
0: <laughs> yeah, it'd be nice, wouldn't it? Or, um, Keep each yes.
4: show his company. Oh, my or God. Or wherever all, those di- all that dinosaur reserve. <laughs> um, yeah. Mm. <laughs> Dinosaurs on a spaceship. Yeah. Yeah, I, am. Um, yeah, now you're pointing out, it's, this is going to be one of those ones where people point out things and I think, oh, that hadn't occurred to me. And, yeah, mm. not, not that keen on that. I mean, something, something feels a bit... I was never that keen on the ending. And it felt like another one of those. But then, you know, ironically, I mean, I think it's Time Heist does the same thing in the next series with Capaldi. Hmm. Isn't isn't there some aliens and uh, it's not a monster? It's just missing Its mate goes on there as well, and it feels everyone who
1: writes everyone who writes for Moffat does that. And it feels think that's what, a bit because they they've noticed Moffat, that's what he does. He Con- like this. Love
4: Conquers All thing, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I know. Uh, the vibe, the vibe I really like, as you, as mm-hmm. you say, because it's like, and I, know, mm-hmm. I guess I grew up, but you know, like being of being of the age I was in the late seventies. I I eagerly devoured the unexplained part work from Orbis. Ah, and I'm not sure whether um, yes, yes, okay, ringing a bell all? <laughs> yeah, ball. yeah, I
1: know. i used to read my grandfather's copy. Yeah, today. and
4: that was um, that was mysteries of mind, space, and time, and it was. It was full of the most fantastic bullshit. <laughs> I love I loved
1: the photographs of all the spontaneous combat. Exactly, and all these
4: <laughs> photo, these yeah, and <laughs> like ghost photos and things like that. And it was so much yeah, that that vibe, and so all these ghost ghost hunting and things like that. So that's setting from that point of view, the only thing with the setting it in the seventies, and I gather Neil Cross partly did that because of the Stone Tape that he wanted to homage homage that right. a bit. But it does feel like it's a bit off for uh, Campbell's age, if he's meant to be a war- World War...
0: I Yes. I, 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 vet- I veteran I who
4: was in a position to be... who was in a position to be making life and death decisions over other people's lives, then you'd then you'd put him...
0: He's about be, ten yeah. years too young, isn't he?
4: Exactly, yeah. It feels like he's about a decade off, and it doesn't feel like it would have killed it to... like the vibe would work equally for for the you know they're they're kind of dressed more 60s almost anyway in some ways like like 60s before they started swinging it doesn't Mm. doesn't feel terribly 70s to me in how they're
1: it's not Doctor Who's worst 1970s
4: dated issue, <laughs> though. Is it? That's fantastic. <laughs> No, this is true. Yeah.
1: The only thing that looked 70s in the entire thing to me was that chair, that we, that camping chair, orange and brown. Mm. I'm sure we used to have that. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. It's interesting, isn't it, that that the um, the image of the Fendal is trying to look futuristic, and this is trying to look, you know, retro. But actually, the, there's mm. not that much difference between them when it comes to the kit. You know, it's, it's it's largely tape recorders and flashing lights,
4: isn't it? Hmm. I do. I do think, yeah, and I do think Campbell's actual motivation—the idea that he wants to talk to the dead because he's haunted by the deaths that he's responsible for—albeit in a, like the best cause that one could have. But you know, I think that that is very interesting. and It's a good motivation, and, and yeah, it does get yeah it does rather get taken away because the 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 actual resolution of the story does not speak to the i think that's i've just i think I've just nailed it actually I think it's the fact that the you've got that set up of the characters and and that's an okay you get the you get the slightly facile love story thing that that's the resolution and that's the the match up that there's the unquoted love thing from between Campbell and grayling on the one hand and then the monsters be you at know, the birds do it, bees do it thing. But it feels like there's a... You know, it would have been much more interesting if there had been a resolution to the ghost story that had actually spoken to why they were there in the first place and what the...
1: Trouble is... It's difficult to work out what it could possibly have been except for him sacrificing himself nobly, which Mm. I would would not have been... No, no, no. Because you all know how much I dislike that storytelling device. So... Yes, you would have had to think a bit harder to come up with a good well, and the, way the, of tying in. the character plot hmm. with the actual plot, and
4: yeah, they didn't. Because the actual, and again, the 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 conceit of the the idea that the ghost is always in the same posture, and the, you know, that I, I think that's a that's very clever. That yes, idea that it's a, I like that that it's a time running on a different time track thing
1: it's a bit contrived that it manages to look like a scary face Hmm. even when it's just a blurred human figure but it's i'll give it a pass because it's a nice visual
0: rick you're trying to get trying to get in there i think giles i think what you're
2: wrestling with is one of the things that i am most keen for you to answer for me and bizarrely it's in it's in the script Hmm. the doctor towards the end says this is not a ghost story It's a love story. Mm -hmm. Well, I think it's tried to be a ghost story, a love story, a rescue story, a monster story, and a whole load of continuity. Mm -hmm. And I'm not sure, against that pressure of having almost five stories in mind, that it quite resolves all of them for me. So I'm interested in whether... Any of you think it's a ghost story, a love story, a monster story, a rescue story? <laughs> well, what story is it?
1: Yeah, I find. It, I find. I mean, I don't want to slate it too much. It just did nothing for me. I just I found it a big nothing burger, as the kids say. Sorry, I, I keep bringing up like, the <laughs> slang. The <laughs> you the and your youth um, speak. Who, who, oh, who are, are gonna, these kids? Our our words. Words. <laughs> so. I could understand it failing if it had successfully set up each of those strands. Mm. If it had really strongly gripped you as a ghost story, then dropped the ball, or, or you know, really set, set off down a particular track, and then. But for me, it never did quite catch fire as any of those things. Mm. I never really believed in it as a ghost story. I, I just sat there watching it, not literally with my arms folded, saying, it "Impressed me." But I was just sort of thinking, I, can, "I know you're try- I know you obviously want to be a ghost story, but it's not working. It, it's directing that very generic." Um, New Who style, Hmm. which where the direction is the same every no matter what genre they're pastiching, and so nothing ever really. For (laughs) me, sorry, I don't mean every (laughs) week. Sorry, some of the some stories are really well directed, but the ones that are just the equivalent of the old the old school journeyman directors who come into. I mean, it just Hmm. it just did not work for me. Any of the ghost story stuff. And the first half,
0: Charles. Hmm. G- have we did, did we did I cut you off in your prime earlier? Was, was there a thing? You
4: no, were... not re- not really. I don't. Th- I think I sort of followed that thought as far as I could. I didn't mind the direction. and I thought the first fifteen minutes was pretty. Up to the sort of first first big apparition, I thought it was very effective. The fact that Hiller ended up being so undeveloped as a character, i't yeah. o- obviously the thing is, you've got, you know. But the thing is, if you've got you've got two fantastic actors there. In Doug Ray Scott and Jessica Rain, to then introduce another character and basically have her be Delta. Um, I mean, no, no disrespect, but in in terms of like, just here's this complete non-entity who's the actual focus of the, yeah, the actual focus of the story, and who, once we have rescued her, will do nothing, will make no, no further contribution to the plot. She will be. There's a a lot of trying to have their cake and and eat
1: eat it because. They do tie in as as potentially an a descendant mm. of our newly forged couple, but also undercut that with a bit of comedy. Although I actually quite like that. I love the way the doctor uh, explains that as if uh, as you've all works out she's, mm. Mm. and then a, a sea of blank faces. No, you you didn't. Just me. Mm. I did actually quite like that bit. I, I, but maybe that's see. Maybe if you've been enjoying the story up to that point, it feels like it's betraying it and undercutting it. Whereas for me, I hadn't really so I thought. Yeah, oh, it's quite. funny. It's a funny <laughs> gag. <laughs> Gagging good up. Good yeah. laugh at
0: yeah. <laughs> I mean, we haven't just got two good actors here. We've got four good actors, haven't we? I? I mean, it's a really tight cast. Mm, we've got yeah, yeah. We've we've, yep. we've 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 got the two guest stars. We've got the two, you know, main cast, and the four mm. of them are. I'd say. I mean, you know, yes. Matt Smith is playing a jerk for that first ten or fifteen minutes, but within the constraints of he's playing what's on the, in the script, the four of them are mesmeric. I think in 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 that period, and it, uh, I, 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 and, and we lose a little bit thereafter.
4: I think. Don't know.
0: Okay. Do feel slightly a, like
4: it, it feels does. like Matt's phoning it in, and I don't. It feels a bit not like it's the. To me, it doesn't feel like it's entirely the script. I, I acknowledge everything that Richard Rick's pointed out about um. Yeah, yeah. The doctor's un- unlikable traits in this and so on, but it doesn't feel entirely like it's.
3: Mm.
4: Yeah, it does. It does feel like it's one of Matt's lesser performances. He's not as, as engaged with it as he, sometimes is, and it sometimes it also feels like Clara maybe hasn't quite found the character yet. Um, Clara. Um, Jenna, Jenna hasn't. Quite, yeah. The,
0: the, the one thing that I, uh, frust- would 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 be frustrated about. With this story, is this very simplistic notion that there is a, you know, the one, you know, it could, because it, 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 you know, it, it, it's definitely playing that thing of, you know, the two, the two monsters are separated across, you know, mm. time and space, and you know they are mated, and, and you know they can only be one. the 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 sense of you know, the 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 two characters finding love in the haunted house. Now. Yes people develop powerful attractions for each other and sometimes it's reciprocated and that's great when it is but that that sense and it's, it's I mean it, there's a lot of it in films in particular this sense of oh there is the one there's a soulmate there's a you know, it, it 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 is not it's not really very helpful for people in their everyday mm. lives because you know I mean if you if you're lucky you find someone like that and you build a life around it but, I mean, let's not pretend that there aren't probably a hundred other people that you could have met, and you might and, and you might also have, have, have forged a relationship, and it might have been, you know, it would have been very different. Uh, but that sense, it puts a lot of pressure on people, I think, that sense of there is mm. only, you know, that there's, you've got to find the one person.
1: Is there a similar strand in Rings of Ak- Ak- Akarten, um which was also Neil Cross, mm. with, uh, possibly with Clara's Parents and a leaf and everything? Yeah. Or am I? Yeah, I, I guess, guess you're right. Mm. Neil Cross must be a bit romantic on The Quiet, even though you don't get much of a sense of that from Luther. Mm. Which is mostly about people yeah. dying mm. horribly.
0: I mean the, the I mean the bit I like sorry, I will come to you in a second. The bit I like more about that is is the sense that the Emma character has had relationships in the past where which you know which haven't been mutually you, you know, you know she's she's fallen in love, but the other person hasn't, and she hasn't understood that. And and th- I mean that feels much more like a real experience than some of the rest of it. Sorry, go, go on, go on, Rick. I'd, uh, you you about to say well,
2: something? I I buy, I buy into the desire for this to be seen as a love story. It's in the it's in the script. Yeah. The the challenge <laughs> with the relationship between Emma and Palmer is in parallel to Image of Fendal, There's a predestiny element to it.
3: Yeah.
2: There's the paradox that unless they get together and have children, mm. Hiller does not exist right. in the
1: pocket right. universe. Yes. Hence why some people were expecting um Danny Pink to show up. <laughs> <the> other, time. <laughs> <laughs> other time that trope appears and is then undercut.
4: And then yes, yeah.
2: So in some respects there is only one in this scenario because that needs to produce down the line, mm. time-travelling Hilla, which which doesn't for me make it a great love story. Mm. Nor does it make it a great ghost story. There's some interesting concepts of ghosts and mm. Clara throws one in when she's been off travelling in the TARDIS that yeah, that's the Doctor a nice must think they're all ghosts to, mm. um, to him. And you've, you've obviously, we've talked about Palmer feeling the ghosts of the past and feeling a ghost of a man.
3: Yeah,
2: It works quite well as a monster story. There's something clattering around the house that, that, that nobody knows about. Yeah. And it works quite well as a rescue story. That's where the Doctor really does come into it, which is what's that means of unlocking an escape route for Hilla from a echo-dimensional universe or where it yeah. is. And I think those scenes work really well, but they work really well in a almost in a different type of story. Mm. And And here it is all part of one big pot of of different types of stories what I was thinking was I looked at the DWM factor fiction okay that talked about some of the genesis of this story so Neil Cross was going to do this with Palmer's Quatermass but rights didn't allow it I'm not sure that mm. what the Palmer that made it onto the screen is very Quatermass like but mm. so something's happened with the story to evolve it then it's called Phantoms of the Hex that screams ghost story at me then mm. it's called the hydra in the house that strikes of a monster story oh, yes. yeah. mm. and then there is what we get on screen yeah. and I, I I'm I'm thinking back Richard to your conversations with Steve Manfred in yes. an earlier episode of something who where we talk about the challenges that Neil Gaiman had in 7b getting a convers- getting a, a coherent story out with all these moving parts continuity wise in that series. And I hmm. and I just feel that Neil Cross may have come across, no pun intended, some of these challenges in trying to pull together these different elements with Hyde.
0: Yeah, I Ooh. mean he's 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 working with Caroline Skinner, isn't he? That's that's the link hmm. into the production. That was the connection, team. Yeah. And and it's before the bust up. I and mean, it's filmed in twenty twelve, so so she's hmm. definitely around for all of that. But it's possibly at the point where Moffat is distracted by uh, you know, anniversary stuff and isn't quite mm. so present for, for having those kinds of d- conversations.
4: Well, he wrote this one, and then it went smoothly, because he wrote this before Akaten, although Akaten yeah. aired first. They yeah. commissioned him to write Akaten straight off the back of... Which is, a, 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 if we get ahead of ourselves on connections, although it's only a very side connection, but Chris Boucher being being you know, commissioned to do robots straight after doing Face of Evil, because they... Right. Liked it so much Yeah It's it's hard to tell Because Yeah obviously There were They kept Rejigging who Who Clara was The only l- kind of Link to the ongoing plot Although You know Although ironically Yes it It is presented as The Doctor's entire Motivation for going there Is just so he can Quiz the empath about About who Clara is And what Clara is You know That's That's very much A throwaway 30 seconds of dialogue That feels like It yeah. could have been Shoehorned in there by Moffat. I
1: think it probably was. Well,
4: well mm. it's
0: kind of. It's, I mean, there's a weird sentence because he says Clara is the only mystery worth solving. Well, mm. really? Mm. I mean, I mean oh, of I course mean, he, I, yes. I mean, yeah. I mean, a a. It's not very evident to me that there's any mystery about her anyway. I mean, mm. you know, and and the, the only thing that mss to him is she's just a girl. You know, mm. I mean, she doesn't sense anything that's kind of mysterious. I mean, I mean, mm. I suppose in the context of the later. Series Seven, there's this splintering thing that that happens. Well, that's time. that's the thing that we've but, had.
4: We've had we've had Os, Oswin Oswald, yeah. and then.
0: But, do you, but 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 I mean that, that, that it just makes them it make it, what what we're ending up with is is you know uh, some several unremarkable people who kind of look the same, mm. but, but the the people themselves aren't particularly remarkable. It's the circumstances, I suppose, of that of mm. that later story. Yeah,
1: I've already compared this to another story. Got it completely wrong but um the, this i was struck by remarkable similarity in the setup with um village at the angels mm-hmm. with yeah. um kevin mcnally yeah. doing very similar things with his own pet psyche mm. that's a very i mean uh, it's, it's not that common a setup is it or is it for it to be a coincidence they're not both pastiching the same th- well, it's,
3: it's
0: even got that ch- that chopped off bit of the forest as well, hasn't it? That's that's yes, same yeah, that's or, similar, or, similar, oh
1: similar visual. That's outrageous. It's Except, a, I mean, the village of the angels is,
0: works better because they don't cut away from it. You know, so basically, they just keep going with uh, base under siege, I suppose, rather rather mm. than trying to do a love story at the same time. Although there is wow. A
1: love story. Are we saying we found a? <laughs>
0: Well, it doesn't. It doesn't. Well, always, doesn't always it doesn't surprise me that that um, it would be better because the writer of Village of the Angels is, you know, one of the real finds in the last three, mm. or four years in Doctor Who. So, yeah, she did a great job with it.
4: Mm. Very true.
2: Village of the Angels is very consistent in terms of what it's about. Yeah. It's a, it's about the the angel that is possessing Claire Brown, mm. realizing itself, and then taking on the 13th doctor to bring it to a cliffhanger mm. that for me is a really clean yeah. episode of doctor who and that that isn't what we're seeing here you know in you, terms
1: of the similarity between the setup there i think i mean this is not a criticism of, of, at all of, of reusing it but i think in any other era if some somebody had come up and reuse something that similar they'd have picked up on it and said no, that is too similar. We did that only a few years ago, and I think it must just be a sign that the Chibnall team probably didn't even notice it because there had mm. been such a change, a changeover. Mm. They've probably never seen high. I mean, honestly,
0: it's not that it's not that close, though, is it? You know, this is 2012 that it was made, and
1: what Village of the Angels was 2020, 2021,
0: something like that. So mm. it's it's quite a long time.
1: Oh, I'm not. That's what I have to say. I'm not criticising. I don't think it's a problem to do it nine years mm. later. But I, I wouldn't have been surprised if it, mm. if it had been picked up on that. Yeah. Other regimes would have said no. It's. Mm. And we've seen. Scene's we comments on the ideas being. Scrapped for being less similar yeah. than that.
2: Um, it ends three times.
1: <laughs>
2: which is curious. Yeah. Mm. So it ends when they rescue Hiller.
3: Yeah.
2: And then. The doctor gets left behind, and we see just how badly Clara wants to take the lead on rescuing him. So, mm. and that ends, and there's a bit of a, a, a coda scene with them all happily ever after. And then it somehow has to pick its momentum up again for that yeah. final mm. uh, rescuing of the crooked man.
1: Mm. Which I gather was that that particular twist was requested by Moffat. I, I just read. Um, oh, was it? Okay. He thought that he thought the monster needed to be fleshed out, so. Neil Cross then added that again the thematic mm. uh, applied the same theme to the, the monster. Mm. But as you say, it is it does it give it a slightly clumsy staccato mm. feel at the ending. But then I was also slightly baffled by the the twin strands of the Doctor's rescue that he's it seems to be all underway. Oh yes,
0: they're pulling him back on the rope.
1: But then yeah yeah and the I mean, that's all been so. planned. And then Clara jumps in the TARDIS just to give her something to do, I guess, rather than stand around watching. Mm the guest character save the day and then they sort of, he ends up being rescued by a mixture of the two mm. but it's not really very clear that it, whether that was necessary or whether everyone would have been fine if they'd stuck to plan A. Is that, is that just me or...? No, no, no I, I think that's, that's, that's fair. fair.
4: Like, where, do they have to do the, where do they have to do the TARDIS bit?
1: The so TARDIS gets him back from the pocket universe into the into an alternative version of the house mm. from where he can then get back up his... I don't know, it's... A,
4: I don't think so. No, I think the no, TARDIS think, just picks, him just... up and picks him up and picks him because he's still clinging to the clinging to the outside. Uh, the, the TARDIS,
0: TARDIS comes back th- attached to the rope, doesn't it? I can't really yeah. remember. Yeah. No. Oh, does it actually come does back it?
4: on the rope? I don't think they. I don't think the rope gets pulled in under the, in the second in the second sort of rescue attempt. No, no, no. Okay. And they don't really very clearly show that the, ter- no. that the TARDIS disappears into the wormhole and okay. or through yeah through into the bubble universe as such, did it? Until it turns up there, you see it rushing through the vortex. it's why, why
1: it can't go there because normal it is, because it will never be able to get out again. Hmm. But then it does. So That's, the ending is that why? Yes, uses, it's is it, that it says it, it can't because it'll, it'll drain
4: its drain its energy hmm. too quickly. And that feels a bit like hmm, it's, a, it's a bit like. So it feels like is it a bit soon to return to? Let's have a personalisation of the TARDIS. Is that them wanting to have? <laughs> And it's only—I know it's only one brief scene, but it does feel like it slightly cheapens mm-hmm. the doctor's wife, mm-hmm. almost, yeah. to say, "Okay, here's a here's let's have a personal personal version of the tiles that can talk."
0: H- who knows that there's a monster in the house, right? Because it seems like Do Grace Scott doesn't know. Sorry, um, no, his character, mm. and it doesn't it doesn't seem like either of them know. Do the doctor seems to know there's a monster in the house at the end of the story because he realizes it's the same thing that he's seen in the woods but at what point did he did he
1: work that out i mean it exactly when they're when they're running from it yes and when something touches clara's hand Mm -hmm. do they know it's a monster do they think it's the ghost no they don't comment on
0: it yeah i I think that's that i think that's why i got a bit confused it's mm. because it's all right. We've no, 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 no. No, I mean, it's, <laughs> keep... I'm, I'm quite happy to be to be nuts, but I'm, but I just, I'm just thinking, how does he? Who, at what point do they realise that there's that there's two different things in the house at the same time?
2: So I think there's Good there's question. a flashback scene, isn't there, that reignites another ending hmm. um, where he remembers,
4: yes, yeah, so uh, the hand holding,
2: remembers Clara Ooh. saying, "I'm not happy" in a particularly mm. Clara Manor, he heard the banging in both the Echo universe right. and ah, in the ooh, house. Okay. Right, And I think that was him, a bit Sherlock style, reviewing his notes from the um, mm. the night's work and thinking, oh, yes, I've missed something here. And I, I kind of buy into that. I, that, that, that. That pleased me more than many of the things in the last 10 minutes. Thank you for ooh.
0: explaining the story to me. Now I'm, I'm happy now.
2: The, the strange thing is, we, we've kind of we have trash talked Hyde over the course of the last half an hour, but I do sneakily like it. I'd quite happily watch it again and again. And whether that's, you know, the performances of particularly the guest characters, the fact mm. that I like that kind of atmospheric story, it, it is reasonably pacey throughout, it's just entertaining fair. And th- there are plenty of episodes that I, I like less. I, I, there's something still about this episode that compels me to um, give it another go. Mm.
0: Yeah, I, I think I I enjoyed it more this time, taken out of its context, because I think it's a bit you know similar. There's the there's, there's similar themes to other stories in its era. Maybe that's what kind of I got. I, I was not so happy with first time round. Mm, yeah, um, and I think. I mean, I wonder if this has always happened with Doctor Who. I mean, I, 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 I obviously wasn't alive at the time, but I wonder if you were watching season five, you sort of switch it on and, and, and sort of halfway through episode one, you go, "Not another sodding base under siege." <laughs> <laughs> you know, so so perhaps you know it's because we watch these things out of context that we see them, uh, you know, for what they are rather than yeah. you know as part of a, 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 a patterns repeating themselves.
3: Mm.
0: Have we got other stuff to say about Hyde, or do we want to start talking about similarities or themes or stuff like that?
4: Oh, the other, the other continuity, yeah, throwaway continuity references that the Tardis seems to have a bit of the eye of harmony in it. Of course, I don't think we mentioned that, did we?
1: No, that's no, that was odd.
4: Yes, yeah,
1: (laughs) that's all I've got to say about that.
4: (laughs) Have we had any other references to that outside of TV
0: movie? Well with the, it's um the, the slatheen, isn't it, in Oh um, I um,
4: suppose, yes. I suppose whatever so. Whatever that well, one set in Cardiff's mm. called. Boomtown. Boom yeah.
0: And isn't it also in the uh, the following story as well, or, or two of the two episodes later? Oh well, of you, the waves, Yes, yeah. Is, yeah, that, the tarnies is tarnies that
4: explicitly uh, is that explicitly the Eye of Harmony or t- isn't that just the TARDIS's energy source, the heart of the TARDIS when well, they look into I- when they in both of those
0: in my head canon it is but i i i, I yes
4: I, th- I think that's head cannon though I think it might be pretty sure it's i, I can't remember it coming up I'm pretty sure I'd have remembered if they dropped something as fan wanky as that so explicitly into the end of <laughs> right into the end of series one as a revival I'm pretty sure that would have um, considering how few how few bits of continu- heavy continuity they gave us when it came back the first time as opposed to this time round, although, uh, yeah, I think I, I'm out, I've got, that's covered everything on my notes, oh, does November 25th, 1974 have any particular significance, does anyone know, because obviously it's close to, but this was aired in April, I believe, so it wasn't it's, day on
0: well, there's two elections, aren't there, but the second one's about October, I think. So I mean, you're you you're, you're you're under a Labour government. I don't know. I'm, I'm I can't remember. I'm, I'm too young to tell you what was going on in 1974. Hmm. Um, it's 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 two days after the um, mm, seventh yeah, uh, anniversary. anniversary. Hmm. Um, it's just before Robot, isn't it? Hmm. Well, it's just before that um, compilation of Planet of the Spiders. <laughs> by about by about a, by about a month. Yeah.
4: Uh nothing I can see particularly okay
0: rick you you had hundreds of themes and i and so on do you want to t- talk us through some of those?
2: I have entered into the spirit of something who <laughs> by listing out many common themes uh which I'm quite surprised about because I feel that they're very very different stories. so stop me when you get bored no 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 it's obviously nineteen seventies manor house setting there's an implication of ghosts but we never actually get to see a ghost really atmospheric opening shots very scooby-doo there's a, a science and versus spiritual uh element to both and in Hyde, it's in a sense the coming together of palmer's science and um grayling's spiritual nature there are su- summoning rituals in both stories grayling very much goes into that mode to summon mm. healer the doctor Breaks the flow by popping into the TARDIS to go off somewhere to mm-hmm. collect some more yeah. information.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's
2: relatively unusual for Doctor Who. Yeah, it, it spans known humanity. These stories. Oh, good. Point, there is some yes. annoying. There's some annoying continuity, biting canine out, and only there for, to find out more about Clara. There's some good tea drinking in both stories.
0: Yeah, yeah, very good.
2: Ah, we've talked about predestiny in both those stories. There's also something about the relationship between the TARDIS and the companion and touched on it slightly yeah. with, with Clara, but this notion mm. that the TARDIS does or doesn't like certain companions. Leela apparently likes her appealing thought patterns. Clara, it's a grumpy old cow and it doesn't doesn't like her. We talked about the female dominance in in image. I think the strong female characters in Hyde, actually it's the power of uh, Grayling and the power of Healer that brings those two universes together. Um, ultimately Palmer is just a flick the switch guy in the, in that arrangement. And the offering of sacrifice of the female character. So Thea we talked about is is ultimately sacrificed to become the High Priestess of the Fendal. The Doctor is well on his way to sacrificing Grailing in this he doesn't know how much <laughs> this is going to hurt or how much he's going to put us through but we're, we're going to do that for the benefit of somebody else and mm. that happens twice in that that episode so I don't know how many they were but that's my list
1: mm. good. So I'd rather make some nonsense of the idea that he the only reason he came there was to ask a question about Clara because how what an idiot he would have felt if he <laughs> should <have> died before <laughs> he had a chance to ask mm. yep. oh, well. that's an extraordinary list how exhaustive mm. Thank you. You've almost convinced me. <laughs> uh, the... of, of what? I'm not sure. No. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: yeah. It, it feels like that. If, like in both stories, they, they are trying to have it both ways. In that they kind of want there to be a ghost story, and they don't want there to be a ghost story. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And, and. And so there's a, you know, there's a kind of scientific explanation to explain all the spooky stuff, but at mm. the same time it still doesn't affect the fact that it is quite spooky.
4: Mm. But then that's all That's all Doctor Who in this genre, ever mm. with the possible exception of the um, unexplained ghosts in The Haunting of Villa Diodati. I think that's the only time we ever get a ghost that isn't explained on screen, I believe. That I can think of.
0: Yeah, I I, I guess I, I think what I'm saying is that that generally in Doctor Who, when when you sort of they sort of flirt with it being a ghost story and then it's all. I suppose it is. I suppose yeah. it is a bit like this. It it, it feels like it gets quite sciency and then they give up with it being a ghost story. Whereas mm. I mean, cer- I mean certainly towards the end of Fendal, there's still some kind of weird. Oh, Strange occulty stuff going on. I don't know. I suppose that's quite May mm. Maybe, maybe I'll withdraw that comment. But it, but it, it, it nope, sort of sorry, felt like know, that, sure, I feel like there was more kind of trying to have your cake and eat it than maybe normal. Mm. I mean, I, I guess, I guess the bit is that Mrs. Tyler and Emma are allowed to be both paranormal and also there's a sciencey explanation for it. Perhaps that's what I'm saying. That, yes, mm. that's.
1: That's the classic Doctor Who treatment, isn't it? Mm, yeah. The Doctor gives that long, winded, technic- technical, technical, biblical explanation of what the salt does to break down the molecular structure of mm. endoline, and Leda translates it as "salt kills it." Mm-hmm. And that's Doctor Who in a nutshell. Isn't it? Mm. And of course, that's why Doctor Who ghost stories are completely different to ghost stories. They, they just have the same trappings, but in ghost stories, they really are the souls of yeah. the departed, mm. and the, and the. Individual treatment is exactly whose soul and quite why they are are hanging around. Hmm. And doctor, is why? What is what scientific explanation is there for this thing that looks and behaves like a ghost? Yeah. Hmm. Which is um, in the same way that <laughs> they're never quite vampires, are they? They're just fish creatures with big teeth. <laughs> it's it's part of that genre of um, let's take a thing from a different. Yeah. There's there's a, a, a different a, fantasy world. I yeah. guess
0: another parallel with um, Pyramids of Mars is is this thing you know where the eleventh Doctor goes all the way through history to demonstrate that this is a person I suppose walking through time. But I mean, that it's a bit like you know I'm a Time Lord. I work walking e- eternity, and it it sort of Sarah gets a bit upset about the fact that he's not human, and so does Clara. Now, I mean I know we're not looking at uh, pyramids of Mars, but I guess I've I've said well, there's there's this parallels between image and, pir- and pyramids, and there's parallels between hide and, uh, uh, and and pyramids as well. Mm. Anything else? Nope.
4: Really? Except it seems criminal that no one's found another use for these characters. Have they not appeared in any spin-off fiction? I know mean, granted, granted, Big Finish might not be able to get hold of this particular pair because they're quite in demand. I think, although, but um, I'm surprised they haven't pops up in books or something like that or maybe they have
1: I didn't find them that engaging or memorable sorry Yeah. I know they were very well played and I know that he tried he went to great lengths to make them well rounded characters but I just
4: didn't really care yeah okay
1: that's it's just not my quite my mm-hmm. sort of thing I can't really I feel terrible but uh, <laughs> or do I well, I feel terrible admitting it, <laughs> but it's true.
4: It's all right. Mm-hmm. Certainly because Vic and I are making well, funny <gasps> enough, that's faces I, at you. You know I like, <laughs> only like funny stuff. Yeah. Um,
0: I am just trying to remember the bit that I'm supposed to say at the end, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my
1: God, have we come to that?
2: <laughs> Is this the point, Richard, where you get your ukulele and your kazoo out?
0: Because yeah. that's my favourite yeah. bit. Yeah. I've been, in so, fact, I've been sat yeah. here
2: for three hours waiting for the <laughs> ukulele and kazoo play out.
1: Yeah. Um, you wait till you see. You say it doesn't both at the same time. It's a <laughs> sight. And he, it's what, what, why?
2: Why I sat here for, ball? <laughs>
1: yeah. It, 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 it's it's very.
0: It's much more like Delia Derbyshire, in that I, uh, I recorded it about. Three or four different times on, on and then I mean, it, to be honest, to be honest, it sounds terrible. It's unbelievable that I could have got, We're that nice. I could have gone to the ex- to the extent of actually having recorded several different tracks <laughs> and married them together in order to make something that sounds that bad, and yet <laughs> I did. <laughs>
2: I love it. That and the Schalke theme tune are my top two Who yeah. themes. <laughs> I, I,
0: I, I even octaved the uh, the, the, the bass n- note down just, just so it did what, what Mark Ayres tells you that the original theme did. Mm-hmm. in terms of the oh. dum-de-dum-dum-de-dum. Anyway, here we go. Look, thanks for listening to Something Who. I think what we what we are saying is we've, we have exhausted our, um, our thoughts on these two stories. Thanks for listening to us. If you've enjoyed our episode, please subscribe to our podcast. If you could give us a review or a rate or something like that on one of the platforms, that would be fantastic. I mean, primarily because it helps other people to find us. And yeah, there's nothing that we like more than I guess, spreading our reach a bit further. I mean, look, you know, we we don't care that there's a bunch of people who do listen to us and don't like it, but as long as we find people who do, then that's great. And there's other stuff like this. So if you have liked this, there's a chance there's that you might listen to some other stuff and like that too.
4: Uh, the most diffident outro in podcasting fandom. <laughs> as usual. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Are there people who listen to us and don't like us at this point? Masochists. <laughs> well, you'd, you'd you'd think
0: that eighty odd episodes in, uh, and in fact over a hundred if you count it in that way, mm. then yes, it's your own fault, isn't it? <laughs> Frankly, some people won't be told. So, look, Rick, thanks for joining us. It's been great. It's it's it's, re- it's really yeah. been uh, been fun to to talk to you know one of our supporters online uh, and and to sort of find out uh, a bit more about you and, and about your opinions. So, thanks for coming along. Thank you very much. Paul and Giles, it's been a pleasure to reacquaint myself with you, and, and, and you know it's our, our, our first uh, right. first go of twenty twenty four. So, uh Why? great to speak, Giles. I'm, I'm glad you made it through to the end without combusting or whatever was. Yes, to happen.
4: yeah, no, I'm not feeling too bad, but it certainly eases the uh, monotony of uh, self self imposed house arrest until I until I until I get back to a single red line on the test and.
0: Gab has been throwing combinations of uh, episodes at me the last few days so there's every possibility Ooh. that uh, we may record another one here with him sometime soon. Anyway Ooh. we look forward whoever whoever's on the panel we look forward to um, recording another one soon and we hope you're listening to that one too. But for now it's bye from us. Bye bye.
1: Bye. Goodbye. So long. And goodbye from the Lego Fender League. <laughs> <laughs> Why is my last to 86? What have I missed? No, eighty six, eighty seven, 86, and 87. And you
4: then okay. 88. Was oh, you split life. them. I, I, thought yeah. you, I don't
1: listen to so it. I forget that you split them in half okay
0: i mean on the one hand it's double the downloads but on the other hand it's also half the editing so you know there's 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 lots of reasons for it yeah i know i I know i was talking to last year when uh to to tim about it, and he said yeah you just just make them as long as you like Uh, people will listen anyway but i i don't (laughs) know i I just i just can't face the thought of editing for 10
3: hours to get a single episode out so i don't
1: no Mm -hmm. i don't blame you (laughs)